Hey, Alicia and everybody, also including Alicia, welcome to the Thirsting for Truth Live 25th episode. We're almost halfway, yeah, half 25, we're almost halfway to the goal of 52. I mean, I don't want to stop at 52. That was just my initial, I I would love to get 52, uh, you know, a year's work, a year's worth of one week. Wait, how do I say it? A year's worth of episodes. you know, one a week, that is. And I think we've, so. we've done one almost every week. So, I mean, it'll be just over a year. We're not doing too bad. So, everybody, yeah. today we have um, our host of the show is Marcus the Flash Guevara. Everybody, put your hands together. Yep. <laughs> That's the Flash. That's correct. Uh, hold on. Let me get a drink. All right. Done. <laughs> so... For any, for any Spongebob fans, when I was a kid, I used to always watch Spongebob, and he would say, um, if, if they're making fun of the Flash, and he would say, um, you want to see me run to that mountain and back? You want to see me do it again? <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that, actually. Funny. Very cool. So, uh, today's episode is called, Is Lent Working? And I my idea for this was to essentially track our progress, our successes and failures, and um, you know, just to, to encourage others out there to either renew their commitments if they feel like they've fallen off and uh, need a little encouragement to, to get back on the um, horse or the wagon or um, or horse if wagon. they the yeah, or the horse wagon, horse pulled wagon or the um, the opposite. You know, obviously, if you're if you're doing great, then we'd like to you know hear from you guys and, you know, tell us what you're. Uh, what your formula has been, how how has it been working for you, and, and what advice can you give to other people who might be tuning in? So anyway, Alicia, how's how's your week been? It's been good. It's been really busy still doing homeowner things, and it's <laughs> really boring. So. Did you end up painting after all? And sorry, I'm looking this way because I'm trying to share the, the video as we go. Oh, I'm uh, am I full screen now? Can everybody see only? Um, you are now full screen. Awesome. Do, do um, with that. What you may but be very careful. A lot of power comes with being full screen. I don't think we actually talked about this on the show. I think I was just talking to you about it. So I'll tell everybody I was thinking about painting my house. And I've decided that I'm still going to paint my house, except only half of it. So I had I had professionals paint the half that everybody would see. And then I'm going to paint the room so that if it looks bad, nobody will see it. <laughs> only me and my roommate. Well, I guess that's a good plan. <laughs> I mean... It could be really Normally good. people paint so that other people could see. Hold on. Nobody can see me here. I'm back. Normally people paint uh, their house, you know, like they paint rooms because it makes it more appealing to other people normally. I am optimistic I guess, and I think it's going to be good either way. So it's going to be a moot point. But I just wanted the professionals to paint the areas that I would thought would be the most difficult. And it, which just happened to be my common areas. So there's that. Common so, areas. Yep. So um, how are you? How's, your, how's your week going? It was good. Actually, we just, uh, we just finished building a snowman today. So we had a snow day. Uh, a snow day. Yeah. Everything was closed. The whole government and most, oh. you know, dental offices apparently also closed. Um, <laughs> an you had a dentist appointment? So I did. But uh, anyway, yeah, so every, everything was closed because there was a storm warning from 
like last night at 2 a.m. all the way to 8 p.m. tonight. The snow stopped actually a couple hours ago, so it, it really it wasn't that big a deal. But there was more than enough snow for the kids to have fun and for us to build a snowman that was like, you know, taller than probably about four feet tall. That's crazy. Um, and that's hard work. So building a snowman, if you didn't know, unless you're snowmen. Elsa. Yeah, unless you're Elsa, that is hard work. It took us hours. We were out there for, Jeez. you know, like at least two hours. That is crazy. Um, I was by the pool today. <laughs> Yeah, it's not hot. It's not hot enough out here it's for that kind of thing. 80 degrees. Wow, it was 34 today. 30, oh, okay. 34, 36. So, uh, but you're not going to be the one laughing when it's burning hot and you're sweating just walking to your car and the weather here is amazing. You know so, you miss Texas, Marcus. I do. Don't lie. I do, but I don't miss the heat. and I, I'll never, ever miss the heat. So, anyway... Um, so anyway, how is Lent going for you? Can you let's give us a recap for anybody who might be tuning in for the first time or what have you? Uh, what what was your uh, Lenten sacrifice? I remember one of them, but uh, what was your Lenten sacrifice? Um, I give my Lent so far four out of five stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, the because I had some prayer aspects that I wanted to focus on, and then I had some sacrifices. Um, that I wanted to focus on. The sacrificing has been going better than the added prayer. Um, both have been happening, but more so the sacrifices. It's, I mean, you have to, my, my sacrifices again were, um, I was, um, I gave up hot water and I, I gave up, um, listening to music in the car or radio. And it's quite, quite in the car. Um, so that one has actually been really difficult. Actually, surprisingly enough, the the hot water sacrifice has become much easier. It's become habit um, to just uh, turn on the water, and I, and I don't turn it on freezing because I don't I don't want to get sick. But it's it's definitely not hot. It's 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 not an enjoyable shower. But um, wait a second. So then you didn't really give up hot water, right? Because even if it's like slightly, but I also cool, didn't. It on, like, there's hot water mixed in there, even if it's there's small like, amounts. There's, like, really, really cold water. I won't. I definitely won't turn it past half. So it's. I wouldn't even call it warm. Water. It's still cold. It's still cold water. I'm kidding. Um, no, I know. I mean, if you didn't have any kind of amount of hot water in there, uh, yeah, you'd probably get sick, or it'd probably just be a. Yeah. I don't know. Especially, I mean, I. I mean, Lent started. It was it, like I said, it's 80 degrees here today, but it's still cold down here. Um. So no matter where you are. It's likely that when it started, it was cold. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I wasn't following you on that one because you said it's 80 degrees, but it's still cold down here, which <laughs> is very confusing for the the average mind like me. So it's like 80 degrees right now. It was like 60 this morning. So it's still not great to wake up and... Ah, okay. It's cold in the morning is what you mean, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right? So, um, and I, I like to shower in the mornings so um and then washing my hands too that's good so um and what okay yeah that has actually been surprisingly oh i get what you mean you mean easy um so i you still have that moment where uh you you have to kind of like work yourself up for it i'm like all right i have to get the shower now (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) do it (laughs) so i know what you mean because in basic training that was uh that was the deal right is that Mm -hmm. um we had to like basic training it never you never had a nice long 
you know, warm shower uh, because you'd have to be in and out in like less than a minute or whatever, right? And so uh, it was, I, I remember that being for the two months and a week, you know, nine weeks or whatever that I was there at basic training. That was one of the things that I was looking forward to the most was just to get, you know, into a shower, not have any kind of time frame and just spend a couple minutes in there just like in hot water for one thing. Cause a lot of times, like if it's, if the water's you like you turn it on and it's cold or whatever, like you don't have, you don't have time to wait for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times like it would be warm enough, but I went uh, during like October, November or something like that. And it was, it was pretty cold. It got very, very cold, you know, in the forties, fifties or, you know, uh, whatever. And, uh, so obviously it, the water would take longer to get hot. And so, because we were at a, a time limit, it wasn't that we were just, we had to take cold showers, but we couldn't wait long enough most of the time, unless, you know, sometimes at, at, um, you know, at night, uh, it would, for whatever reason, it would just, it would get hotter a little bit faster and it would be okay, but we still had to go really fast. So I never got to really enjoy the shower, um, the entire time at basic training. And, uh, I, you know, very much remember that being something that I felt like, man, I, I don't, I never realized how luxurious it is to take a nice hot shower and you're, when you're not rushed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's very relaxing. Mm -hmm. And, um, certainly a thing that I will, you know, never really take for granted again, for sure. Mm -hmm. Cause like you, I mean, that was more, a little more than two months, which same as Lent, right? Yeah. So, um, so that, that's how it's been going for me. Um, I, I think actually between the two, oh, you were going to say something. I was going to ask you, have you learned any kind of like theological, you know, or moral lessons from that sort of thing or, um, have you just, so, felt you got tougher. That's it. What, well, what I'm, what I've stuck with is when I get in the shower, I try to think of somebody it's, I think it's easier for us to think of third world countries and think of how they would be dealing with us. But there, I think a surprising amount of people close to us who it doesn't even have to be someone impoverished. Maybe think of, think of somebody who has like a, a large family, right. And maybe um, they all have to share a shower. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm following you. I'm tracking. <laughs> um, but um. I didn't necessarily intend for the sacrifice to be empathy with someone who is impoverished. It could just be somebody who shares water with a lot of other people. And so that means it's not always necessarily hot. Or like you said, it could just be a quick shower because I'll tell you when your shower's cold, you're not going to stay in there for very long. So that's another thing. My showers have gotten much shorter and so I've used less water. Um, so um, I once heard someone say, say that, um, if your Lenten sacrifice makes you say, and besides, um, meaning that it's good for another purpose. Wait, wait, did I miss something? You said if your Lenten sacrifice makes you say? Make, yeah, if your Lenten sacrifice makes you say, and besides, for example, if you're saying, um, you know, giving up, I'll just use my example. So giving up hot water is a good sacrifice theologically. And besides, it'll save water because you take, you know, oh, okay. hours. someone once said that that's not a, if you're saying that, then it's not a good sacrifice. And I disagree with that because there's nothing wrong with it being good for more than one purpose. So I, I, 
I never heard that before. Um, because usually your sacrifice is going to be good for more than one purpose. Um, I don't know if you'd ever mm -hmm. heard anything like that before. Um, well, I mean, I think um, the sacrifice must have purpose, period, right? I mean, if it doesn't have purpose, then it's uh, it can really be meaningless. But if it has purpose, um, it doesn't have to have just one purpose. It can have you know, many purposes, as long as they're, they're all good purposes. I mean, um, you know, if I say that I'm going to, you know, love my kids better, um, that makes me a better father and that, you know, it helps them in some way. And if my wife sees that and she's motivated to then, you know, do a better job of, of loving the kids and like, you know, I don't, I don't think I can, I don't think there's a way to really do good and, you know, regulate it to just one thing of good, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I told my wife, like, hey, um, you can't watch me around the kids anymore. Why not? Because you would be like an, you would be an and besides in my Lenten sacrifice, you know? Like, and besides, my wife would also, you know, be motivated to, you know, be a better parent. I can't have that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I can only, I can only impact in one area of good and if you mess that up for me, then really my sac my Lenten, the whole Lenten is gone. You know, like mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You you really, you can't even control that even if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, but to answer your question, uh, theologically, what I've learned is that um, I've, I've learned more about the connection that you can make with a sacrifice. And, um, What's the word that I'm looking for? Um, for lack of a better phrase, connecting with the cross. So off using your sacrifice for either um, atonement for sins, your sins, sins of others, or um, just thinking, using that moment to think of somebody who would make this sacrifice unwillingly. So, for example, yeah, people that wouldn't have hot water. So that's that's a good point, and this is um, something that I've always sort of taught, and I I don't know why I never really hear people explain it this way because you know in the, in the Catholic Church we have a lot of seemingly odd things, you know, like uh, the fact that um, and all Christians have this, you know, we all pray for each other, um, but in the Catholic Church, you know, there's such a thing as uh, indulgences, you know, like we can sacrifice. And we can join our sacrifices for the good of others. You know, I can, um, you know, somehow I can, you know, do like what you're saying, right? You know, um, take on some sort of sacrifice on myself. And somehow that's building up the body of Christ for people who are halfway around the world. And, you know, practically one might ask, well, how does that make sense? And how do we, how exactly do we, you know, um, I guess from a practical standpoint, why does that do anything for anybody else if I'm taking on some sacrifice that's kind of unnecessary? Mm -hmm. And from a theological standpoint, well, why would that be a requirement? Why why would God make that something that we have to do? You know, um, and it's it's honestly it's a good question. You know, the um, it's a good question because I think naturally we are, we're very individualistic, 
-hmm. we look at the world from our own eyes, you know, to see what the things that we want to see, but even more so um, to see the, the impact and the effects that we have on our own lives and not always on the lives of others. And when we see the world that way, it's very hard to understand why prayer and sacrifice and, you know, almsgiving and all those things are one necessary, but two, um, how, how they're effective, you know, uh, can you hear jump all out there? Talking? No. No. no okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can just hear him talking. I heard mommy, um, <laughs> mommy, should I go outside the door and talk real loud so I can come out on the podcast? No, John Paul. Okay, just checking. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah. But so the 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 answer the the way that I've always seen it is that in you know much like in a family, um, everything we do affects each other. You know, like my kids. If uh, I always tell them, John Paul or Elizabeth, what you do, the younger ones. We were talking about big families before, right? For those of you who don't know, I got four kids. And so, um, uh, Anna Marie and Gabriel are the smaller of the two. So they're three and one respectively. And then John Paul six and Elizabeth is seven. And I always tell them what you do, they watch you and they'll do just like you do. And the same goes for us. What we do, me and my wife, the kids watch and you know, they, um, reenact everything we do. They talk like us, they, they act like us. And so, um, you know, everything we do affects each other for those. Uh, the, the you know the whole body of Christ is is a family, and so there's that's a one practical way to understand it. But for those who are distanced from us, I think one of the things that um, you know allows us to to be closer to each other is when you hear about stories in other parts of the country or other parts of the world, people you don't know and you'll never meet. Hold on, John Paul, I'm doing a podcast. Go downstairs. Do, 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 do. I hear the little pitter patter <laughs> running away. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, what was I talking about? Spurs? <laughs> no, I know. Okay. I remember now. So I was talking about, okay, when we, other people around the world um, that we don't know, we, we've never met and we'll probably never meet. We hear about like tragedy, their sad stories or their sad situations or their suffering or what have you. And we think about that and we're like, well, what can I do about that? You know, like that's, you feel you, for one thing, that's, I think that's a very theological or spiritual element that we don't, we don't give enough credit to is the fact that we feel something for them. You just hear a story and somehow you're able to connect emotionally, you know, with what's going on, which is a very, it's a very weird thing, really. I mean, it's not a, that's not a earthly type of, phenomenon that's a that's a very spiritual type of thing mm -hmm. uh, that we can sort of you know um spiritually encounter somebody that we've never met that we like even if we don't see a picture of them we don't see video we don't hear their voice uh we don't even know their names we could just hear that oh did you hear about that you know kid over in you know this other area um mm -hmm. that this tragic thing happened to and it's like just knowing that there's a person, a human person, a life out there for, you know, who's uh, endured some kind of suffering or tragedy, it like pierces you in some way. And you think, wow, that's, gosh, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's on one level, like there's, I think there's a spiritual element that we have to 
to recognize, you know, um, but on the other side of it, you know, we can reach out and feel them in, in some way through our sacrifices, just like you're talking about, you know, we, we know that there's people out there who don't have running water, who don't have clean water and who don't have hot water. And we know that, and we might say like, oh man, that's really sad. That's, that stinks. But if you spend two months trying to go through that, then what happens is you start to really feel connected with them, right? And I think that that's one of the reasons why God requires that out of us. He gives us this uh, requirement of sacrificing for each other, uh, not because he couldn't do the saving and giving the graces, you know, with without that, uh, but because he wants us to understand each other, to to you know, communicate with each other, to connect with each other, and the way that we do that is we have to feel what the others, you know, is feeling. We have to to try and think like the other things, and so on and so forth, right? Like we have to extend ourselves beyond our own eyes and minds and our own experiences. And try to understand others for what they feel, what they see, and what they go through. And when that happens, then it draws us closer to each other. Mm -hmm. You have a greater love. You have a greater connection with those who um, you understand on that level, right? And Mm -hmm. so God requires that of us, you know, the sacrifice, um, like say Lenten sacrifices or the, you know, praying for each other, he requires that of us the same way that a parent would require it of their children, you know, or, or a coach would do so for his, his players and say, you know, when one of you gets in trouble, all of you are going to get in, uh, or I'm sorry. Yeah. When one of you messes up, all of you are going to go running and you're all going to get punished. And they're like, why coach? Like I didn't do anything. Yeah. Because you, so you can understand that one of you affects all of you. Right. I mean, you might not know, uh, that the things that you do impact the world, the things that you do impact your family, they impact the society, you know, the school that your, your siblings go to the work that your parents go to, or the, you know, the places that your, your kids go and the things that they do, they impact others, you know, who uh, move around and in turn impact others around the country. um, So on and so forth. You know, I go and every once in a while I give talks in, in other areas other than my hometown or the videos that we put online get seen by people around the nation, around the world. So like a parent, you know, who tells their kids, like you guys need to work together, you know, cause if one of you is falling down, then that's going to bring us all down. And if, you know, one of you is working hard to bring each other up, well then the others will follow. Um, you know, just like a coach tells his players, you know, we, we win as a team, we lose as a team. And so what you're describing is essentially, you know, the, um, for those of us who are struggling around the world, who don't get remembered very often, you know, me taking this on is going to help me to really remember them, you know, not just a, in your one prayer tonight, like, oh, God, help, please help those on the other side of the world who, um, or even here, like the homeless people in San Antonio or Washington, D.C., who don't get hot showers, you know, who are sitting out in the freezing cold right now um, because they have nowhere to stay or what have you. Um, rather than simply just including them in your prayer, you're, you're putting them into your heart and you're really trying to extend yourself so that you can really remember them, you know. Um, and when you remember them and you take that memory of what they go through and the pain that they experience into your heart, it, it follows you in all of your actions, 
right? Mm -hmm. It follows you when you go to mass and you think about them. It follows you when you're, you know, uh, walking down the street and you see somebody um, sitting on the street uh, who's obviously homeless and you think, man, I wonder when the last time that person had a hot shower is, you know, and then maybe you, you you know, hey, uh, would you like me to rent you a hotel room so I can get you a hot shower? Um, There was actually, uh, I could probably look it up right now, some kind of nonprofit group that they purchased a van uh, and the van, they, you know, rode around town and it was set up to uh, offer a shower. And I don't know if it had like a bed for resting, um, but it had like a shower and uh, yeah, and they gave free haircuts to homeless people. So they'd ride around in the van. They'd say, hey, come in and take a hot shower and, and you know, relax for a little bit or whatever. And um, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. And that idea has to come from somebody like you who, again, takes that memory with them in their heart and puts it into action because they really felt what others went through. And they just, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about it. The way I felt, it, it just it made me feel like I need to do something about this, you know. So anyway um yeah cool (laughs) sorry any thoughts okay was that it or yeah yeah well and then i mean i was i was just saying that that has been going more in the prayer aspect so maybe i don't do which i wanted to pray the rosary every day and so i don't say rosary necessarily every day um so that's why i said four out of five stars because my sacrifices are going pretty well um and prayer is I mean, not going bad, but just, you know, <laughs> not every day. So mm-hmm. um, just keep at it. But what about what about you, Marcus? So how how's like? Oh, I rate myself uh, six out of five stars. Six out of five stars. Seriously? <laughs> just kidding. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel weird rating myself because usually I'm, I'm first of all, I'm highly critical of myself. You, you know, so I'm probably a, just because I did. OK, one out of five stars, maybe <laughs> maybe one and a half. I don't know. Um, no, actually, so uh, this has been a very good Lent for me. I mean, I, I always feel like, I, I think I mentioned this last time, I don't remember that we were talking about Lent, um, but I always I always kind of dread Lent, you know, to be honest with you. Like, I'm an open and honest person, um, and a, although I'm a very devout Catholic, Lent is hard for me. I, I always dread it because it's very hard for me to um, give up the things that I like a lot, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's not hard for me to, to do that when I need to do it. It's just, it's hard for me to do it when I feel like I, like I, I'm not in the place where I have to, you know, when I went to basic training, um, and I had to be, yeah, I had to be away from family. I had to take short showers and I had to work really hard and run a lot. Like I hate running. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I ran, I ran like crazy because we had to, um, but I also pushed myself and I, and I was one of the fastest runners there, but it was because well, I was like, I have to be there. I have to run. And that's one of the, my things, my requirements for graduated, graduating. So I was able to push myself because I, I really had to, you know, um, and I'm able to push and motivate myself to do things that I don't really have to do. Um, but it's just, I don't know what it is. It just, I feel like, you know, it's an attack of the devil that every time Lent comes around, um, it's just, I just like, I'd have a hard time kind of feeling like, yeah, you know, like this is, I I so want to give up uh, these amazing things that I love to do all the time. And, um, and it's probably because I I would think every Lent really should probably be like that for everybody. Because if it's not, that means you're not really, you're not really challenging yourself. You're not really giving up things um, that, 
are near and dear to you or things that you need to change about yourself, right? Um, if you're if you're a chain smoker and you've always wanted to give up, you know, and, and Lent comes around, and you're like, nah, not that, you know, I'm going to give up chocolate. Well, then, again, you're not really challenging yourself. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I always dread Lent is because really I give up things that are very, very hard for me to give up, you know? And, uh, and so that's, but that's the good part about it is like, I always dread Lent for the feeling of, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm going without, but I always appreciate Lent, you know, I, I am grateful that I went to Air Force basic training. I love the results. I hated Air Force basic training though. Like I'd never want to go back there again. Um, but I'm very grateful for the experience because I learned a lot. I grew a lot and it, I appreciate the experience, you know, what it was for me. I grew a, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad I went and I appreciate the experience, but I wouldn't want to go back. And I think that's kind of how I feel about Lent. You know, I was like, I will be so glad when Lenten's done. Um, but at the same time, I grow the most during Lent. You know, Lent is a, is a awesome time for growth for me. And in fact, it's usually a time that I'm like super motivated to do really crazy things. Like, you know, like, all right, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to do ministry full time. Like I know I can do this. Cause, cause what happens is I, 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 I take out a lot of things in my life that take up my time and, and space and stuff like that. And I really try to apply myself in my faith and that makes me motivated. So this year, what I did, which is like most years is I gave up all TV and, um, you know, entertainment, like movies and stuff like that during the week period. And, uh, and I also gave up like following, I I gave up just browsing Facebook aimlessly. Um, and I gave up, um, looking up sports news and those are, those are big stealers of my time. You know, I don't think we talked Uh, about that before actually. Um, I don't think we did. Yeah. Talk about the, talk about the sports sacrifice. I, well, I just, so during basketball season really is the only, and this, this is the thing, right? Is that this is one of the reasons why Lent is also very hard for me because Lent comes during the end of the basketball season when things are really like gearing up, you know, like I, all about all year things are happening, but in the beginning it's kind of like slow and everybody's still, you know, worried about football. And so the news, uh, sports center and stuff like that's all football and, you know, a little bit of basketball and stuff. And then Alicia? Hello. I'm here. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. Oh, could you hear me the whole time I was saying, can you hear me? No. <laughs> you disappeared okay. and you came back. We're back. Okay, I don't know what happened. So uh, we lost the live video for a minute and somehow it just came back. Anyway, all right. So um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Super Bowl ends and basketball becomes really the the major, you know, the center focus of the of sports news and stuff like that. And then Lent comes right before the playoffs come, and uh, and so 
it's it's just it's hard i i love to you know during my drives or um during times of uh, like downtime when i'm going somewhere walking driving or or like i have i'm waiting somewhere i listen to sports news and i listen to you know what's going on and with this team and that team and the spurs and Kawhi leonard doesn't want to play and you know all this stuff and like i love to read about that stuff i like to you know or watch and listen to the um different shows you know first take and undisputed and uh you know all the espn ones and um anyway so i i just i love that stuff but it takes up a lot of my time you know and sometimes like i facebook a lot less but sometimes i get on and i'll just start browsing and i'll realize like 30 minutes has gone by or whatever and um, you said i think you mentioned before because we were talking about this you would say that you're not addicted to facebook but you just have your moments where Sometimes you're just there stuck for like a little while, like, you know, watching a couple of videos and scrolling through feeds. And then all of a sudden I get engaged with a conversation with somebody. And again, like definitely I'm not addicted to Facebook because I don't really, I don't even get on every day. I don't post anything. Um, But sometimes like at night I'll just, I'll get on and I'm like ready to go to bed and then I'll start looking through things or scrolling things or I'll start reading some, you know, chain of these people debating this and that. And, and then I realize again, 20 minutes, 25 minutes goes by or something. And I'm like, oh, man, you like, I could have been asleep 30 minutes ago. And, uh, anyway, so that's, that's, or I could have been reading for 30 minutes and I could have got through a chapter of some book. Um, and so, but those are the kinds of things that steal a lot of my time. Um, but I love, love to watch movies and to, you know, um, videos and, and stuff like that. Like I love YouTube. Now that is something I would say is like a near addiction, right? Cause mm-hmm. if it's not sports news on YouTube, it's some silly dumb videos of, um, I don't know, whatever. Right. And, uh, so things that I've been wanting to do for a long time, you know, whether it be study and learn about something or writing my book, get my, all my time gets eaten up by all these dumb things that, don't really provide a whole lot of value. And while I enjoy them, that entertainment takes up a significant amount of time that I know can be used elsewhere, especially in like prayer and reflection and just becoming a better person. And um, so that was... I have to say, I'm always amazed when you when you talk about things like this because um, you make me more aware of the fact that... and I And I'm sure people who are not married like me can relate to this, but I'm listening to a married person with a family talk about how... Um, little things waste his time and you have um a whole lot of other time that is um taken up by family that i don't have um i mean of course i have family but i mean when i go home i don't have any kids to take care of or i don't have any baths to give or um, yeah oh i just i just bathed the kids before rushing over here um well actually yeah i bathed three of them so then bathed the smallest one earlier but yeah i, I did that and was like hurrying up and then went over and um, got one of them dressed and the other two dressed themselves. And I came over here to start this. So yeah. Think of how much time you would have if you didn't have to do those things. And then that makes me think, what am I doing with that time? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. DJ's. Oh man, come on. There he goes. (laughs) He said, I'm watching. And then he said, make sure you bathe yourself. I think honestly, I think he's talking to you on that one. Oh, Um, um, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. I take showers. We already talked about this, DJ. You missed you missed that part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, you mean me and you talked about it on this show. I was like, you talk, yeah. 
I'm like, why did that come up? <laughs> oh, because you were telling them about your Lenten sacrifice. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the 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 deal is that you know I I do have little time to be productive, and so when I use up that time, um, I usually get very disappointed in myself that I'm like, man, I wish I could have. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I. That doesn't make sense. He said. He said. <laughs> Yes, he was. I think he was talking about because I said I think he was talking about you, and I think he meant to say yes, I was. Hmm. DJ, All right. stop confusing us. <laughs> You're holding up the show, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I really, I really feel like you know that all the things that I I want to accomplish in in my life. I ha- I can. I have more than enough time. When people say I don't have time, I'm always like, yeah, right, you know. I mean, tell me that you don't have enough time uh, when, you know, you go to work and you come home and you don't, you know, spend time on Facebook. You don't watch movies uh, during the week. Like, I would say, I would challenge people who say, I don't have time for this or that to, if you're honest, if you can be honest with yourself, go take an account of how much you watch Netflix each week. Right, because if you watch, mm-hmm. if you watch two to four episodes of you know some TV show that's an hour long a week, that's four hours potentially. And let's just say on Saturday night you always want you also watch a movie or whatever. Right? <laughs> look, you look at four to six hours. I just realized something. I'm sorry. I'm not. What did you realize? I I just got a notification that my computer is um, about to die, and I was like, well, "What's the problem?" I plugged it in, so I plugged. I plugged the charger into the computer, and I just realized I didn't charge it in. The, I didn't plug it into the wall. <laughs> oh well, that's ab- um, necessary for. So I wasn't laughing power. at you, but I am listening. <laughs> Go on. Um. Well, now I don't know what I'm saying. Though, was I talking about? We finished the, talking about the bathing stuff, right? Because yeah. DJ is still on that. I can see. He's, yes, <laughs> yes, he was again. Yes, he was. Look at that. I don't know what he's talking about. Let's just keep that comment See? up there. Yep. Yes, he was. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, yeah, I was saying that, you know, if you could if you could take an honest account um, of yourself, it's kind of like taking a budget, right, of how you spend your money. If you could track your, your budget, your time budget, and see, you know, how much time you spend each week on Netflix, on YouTube, on mm-hmm. Facebook, um, or on like other random things like text messaging in your groups, you know, um, on your phone uh, or whatever, like all of this other random stuff or going out, right? Going out and, and having a drink or, or hanging out with people here and there. There's so much time to be productive. And I don't, I don't, I'm not down on going and having fun and letting loose and relaxing because we do that a lot here at home, you know, like the kids, like, Basically every night we have to entertain them. They're like um they're like an audience who's every night, you know, I come home from work and they're just like, All right, you know, like what are you gonna do today? Yeah. <laughs> How are you gonna entertain me today, Dad? You know. Um Maybe she didn't have time to double check if it was plugged in. Well, maybe Alicia, if you watched a little less Netflix, you'd have enough time to double check whether your stuff's plugged into the wall. I think that's what he's getting at. So, I want to put uh, up that emoji that looks like this. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna make another joke, but I don't want to get derailed even further. All right, so, 
Um, but yeah, so that has every hour and and wrote down what you did for that hour just for one day. And I've done that before. Yeah. So was it enlightening? I, well, I I did that, and the funny thing is that when I was doing that, I didn't want to waste time, so it was hard. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Um, but no, what I did was I had to do it afterwards. So at the end of the day, what you do is you, you try to like, uh, you spend time on stuff and then later on you recognize like, oh geez, I just spent 20 minutes on Facebook. So go write that down. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't like, I'll write down, I'm about to waste 20 minutes on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, anyway, so yeah, I think if you take an account, like you realize just how much time that you waste. And that was something that was, again, to bring up, you know, Air Force basic training for me, that was a huge eye opener for me was that um, I was like, oh my gosh, we work from 4.30 in the morning, you know, that we, we get up all the way to 9 p.m. We are working and we didn't really do anything worthwhile. I mean, uh, you know, you work out a lot, lots of push-ups and running and lots of marching and lots of folding clothes and cleaning, tons of cleaning um, and going, you know, to, to and back uh, from appointments and then training on, you know, weapons and taking them you, apart and cleaning. Are you so saying that you, you didn't waste a lot of time we, when you're in basic training? Is that what you're getting at? You're always doing something? You're always doing something dumb. Yes. Like... That's what I'm saying is that it might not be insanely, you know, productive from the, like it's productive in the sense that you're, you're training, um, to become really, really good at carrying out tasks, like immediately, instantly, like just, and you become perfected, you know, like you roll shirts, like nobody's business. The, the shirts are so tight and amazing looking. Um, and you know, watch, go watch a YouTube video of somebody who'd like just got out of basic training and is you know, rolling up their shirts like they would in basic training. And it's, you become a, you become perfect at that. I'm going to pull that is, up right now so I don't forget. Yeah. I mean, which is really dumb. It's a very dumb skill to have, uh, to be able to roll up a shirt so tight like that. Um, but the, but the point of it is that, you know, you're there to carry out the task to perfection. And if you don't get it right, you're going to do it over and over and over. But yes, throughout the day, you are just constantly doing stuff from four thirty. like you get up and you don't, you don't like get up slowly you know you don't take time to to roll up and wake up and and get yourself ready and again take a good shower and stuff like that you get up and you immediately are running like you have seconds to put on your clothes you have seconds you know or a minute to get outside and form up then you run you come back you have you know 60 seconds you know to shower and all of that stuff and so your 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 time is not your own and what's amazing about that is you realize I mean, you're exhausted, you know, um, because of sleep deprivation and, and because you're working hard all day long, but you realize how much time you have in the day, because what happens is you start to feel like, you know, one or two days goes by and you swear you've been there for a week or two, you know, you're like, is it Thursday or Friday? And I'm like, you're no, it's, it's Tuesday, you know, um, and you're there for nine weeks. And I swear, it feels like you're there for a year. Um, because again, the days are so long mm -hmm. because you're constantly like, injecting things into the day and i feel like you know here the days i go by really really quick and i'm like what did i like what did i do today i mean i went to work and i came back and i came back at you know whatever 5 p.m and from then to 10 o'clock is five hours I'm like what did i do <laughs> you know um make food and clean up a little bit and and you know get the kids in bed and bathe them or whatever and I'm like, that's not, that stuff does not take 
five hours. You know, a lot of times it's just sitting around talking, hanging out, having fun, running around. And I mean, which is great. It's so you should also be able to waste time. You don't need to be like a, you know, an insanely strict person with your time. But I think that if you look at, you know, the the things that you want to do with your life and the things that you want to accomplish, you have to, you have to sacrifice your time and actually, you know, allocate time to be productive and to do some of those things. And that, again, like, um, you don't have, like, I didn't go to sacrifice my time with my kids to work on my book. I went and sacrificed time on YouTube and, uh, on Netflix to do that stuff. You know what I mean? And, uh, so part of my success has been that I have finished a couple of chapters in my book. I'm already at, at four chapters and 14,000 words and I need about 40 or 50,000 words. Um, so I'm, but I'm getting there and it's awesome. Like the more that I work on it, the more progress I make, the more excited I get. And I feel like, man, I, you know, I can't wait till tomorrow. Here's the craziest, hilarious thing. I can't wait till tomorrow to go to work because I get to spend an hour on the bus, you know, in writing my book in an hour back, you know, so, and I've researched a lot. So, cause writing a book, especially the kind of book that I'm writing is not about my own life experiences. Um, so I have to do a lot of research. If I was just writing about the way I thought, felt, and you know, telling stories and things like that, I could probably write 10,000 words every day. But this is hard because I'm trying to actually uh, write based on some, you know, information that's not like it doesn't can't just roll off the tongue, you know. Um, but and I'm I'm so I'm learning through my research, which is fascinating because I feel like it's helping me in other areas too. But um, so that has been awesome, just feeling like I'm progressing finally, you know, uh, to finishing my book. And so I'm hoping to have it finished by the summer, and the progress I make through Lent is, is huge. And that again, so this is why like I always dread Lent because I'm always like, man, I I'm serious. I pull open YouTube and I'm like, I just want to see what's going on in the basketball world, you know, <laughs> or like pull up NBA.com. And I just like, I just want to see, and I just want to read a couple of stories and watch the you know, highlights and stuff. And it's really, really hard to stay away from that um, because I love basketball so much and I love following the NBA. Uh, and there's other like, you know, TV shows or, or movies that I really would like to watch. Like Justice League just came out on DVD and I want so badly to just go watch it. And I mean, I've seen it already, but I want to see it at home here on the TV. And, um, and, and so some of those times I'm like, man, I, I really wish I, I just want to, I just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I kind of dread that part of Lent sometimes at the beginning, but mm-hmm. during Lent and especially at the end of Lent, I always feel so accomplished. I, mm-hmm. I love so much what Lenten does for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a great coach. Like I hate like, oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to go to practice today because I know my coach is going to push me. But when I win the championship, I would rather have that coach than, right. you know, than one that was just willing to to make me feel good and just like, you know, leave me alone. And, and I do have to run today. You don't have to really work hard. Just have fun kind of thing. Right. Um, so I've made a lot of good progress in my in my book. Um, I've had a lot more time to reflect and to read and, you know, research on not just the stuff for my book, but like, you know, theological things too. Like I've been able to kind of um, really um, spend a little more time on myself from, from that, from that uh, point. But also I've done a little more praying. I've told you this before, like it's, that's something that's not really easy for me to, 
Um, oh, and in the car, um, I have, uh, I've been listening to like Caleb, you know, so, cause I, again, I used to listen to, I'd be in the car and listen to like an ESPN sports talk or whatever. And now I'm listening to, to Caleb. And so one of the things that has happened there is I've realized, you know, just how beneficial that is, uh, to listen to really uplifting songs about Christ. Cause it, there is something very prayerful about listening to and singing songs that are essentially prayers, even though they sound really cool, you know, they're great beats and mm-hmm. they're very musical. They're, they're, they're prayers. And sometimes like I'll hear a song and, um, and I'll start thinking or I'll, I might be singing it or I might not be. What's that? And and you'll start reflecting on it. Exactly. Like I start thinking like, Oh man, like that's something that I need to get better at. Or, Oh, you know what? Like, wow, that makes me think that I haven't been doing a really good job, you know, with this or that. Like, yes, it, it, it gets me to start thinking and start feeling, you know, a little more motivated in my faith and, and closer to God. Um, when I'm even, you know, through the songs that are just mm-hmm. praising and, and recognizing God's greatness and goodness. And, and so, yeah, so, um, so that has also been very helpful. Um, I've, I should say, DJ, if you're still listening, you should tell us how your Lent is going too, since you have so much to say. Oh, yeah. Well, he says he has a time management tool called pom- the Pomodoro Technique and Kanban. Kanban. I don't Can- know what that Kanban. is. Pomodoro Technique. Kanban. Pomodoro Technique. Kanban. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. But yeah, DJ, I want I'm curious to see what your uh or anybody who's listening if he's, if he's still there. This is a good this, now we're going to find out if he's if he's a true friend or not. Are you still yeah. here, DJ? Or did you, you come you in listening? and blast us with a bunch of comments and then just take off? Bye-bye. Yeah, he's gone. All right. So <laughs> um but yeah, so so I I also have prayed, you know, a bit more. We did a couple of rosaries um and that was something that, again, that that's also tough for me because I just, it's hard for me to, um, like, sit still for one thing, period. Oh, he's here there still. He is. My lens is actually not, is going not so well. Oh, yeah, he did say that. My, oh, here we go. My lens is actually going not so well, LOL. I mean, it's okay. Well, DJ, I'm very curious to see a little more about that and find out what's going on. Totally not. He's oh, not, you're he, giving him some... We were giving him some trouble. For yeah. That. Oh, I know what it is. You know what it is? There's a delay. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. We didn't give him enough time. I'm here in my soul. I'm here, here in my soul. Oh, burying my soul. <laughs> okay. I was like, geez. <laughs> so, obviously, we can talk faster than he can write. And also, there's a bit of a delay. Um, Sorry, DJ. <clears throat> yeah. So, what? what is it, DJ? What, what do you want to... What do you want to get off your chest, man? Just, just let us know. Yes, delay. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I'm thinking he has an issue with his keyboard. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so that that is that is a tough thing for me, um, uh, because again, and also because it's it's an element of time, you know, sitting there doing a rosary for a little while, um, I get agitated, and that's again an attack of the devil. I get agitated, feeling like I need to, um, you know, like hurry up and and do something productive i even i gotta admit i'm very ashamed of saying this but i even uh get agitated with 
you know, being with the kids and just wasting time. Cause a lot of times, like, you know, I'll talk to Dan and be like, man, this whole week, like all we did is come home and just play and have fun. And I didn't get anything done. You know what's interesting? I wonder what the kids think about that. They're probably like, "Wow, this is the greatest week ever." We, yeah, we so yeah. much with dad. That's you why know. I'm ashamed of exactly of saying that because. Oh, yes. Diane's listening. Diane, if, I don't know if she's still listening, but Diane, you should tell us how your lunch is going. She, Dan, why don't you just come up here? Dan, and tell, tell us how your lunch is going. going. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't have to comment. You can just you can just come over here and and you know be on video. Venetia um, says Lent has been a healing season. Yes. Um, so yeah, but, uh, you know, so that, that's where some of my failure has been is that, you know, the, the, the lack of, of prayer, but I'm, but I'm getting there because again, this is something I'm not very, I'm not naturally good at. Um, it's hard for me to sit still and just be silent and all that stuff. Um, but I've, I've had a little bit of success when, when I'm praying, I feel like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to really try to put myself into it. And then I start to kind of be positive about it, thinking like, wow, this is actually gone by fast. And like 15 minutes is nothing. You know, what could I, what would I have done productive in 15 minutes? Um, how many times have I watched 15 minutes worth of, of sports talk or an hour's worth of a, of a TV show, which is four different rosaries essentially, right? Um, and I'm, I'm trying to spend more time there, but I'm still not, I'm not good at it and I'm still working on that. So that's where, you know, those are my like, three and a half missing stars. And, uh, and I think the one and a half missing star is that I've done a lot for my book. So I've written a lot in my book, but that's not, you know, nearly as important as some of the other areas that I probably need to get better in. Um, so DJ says he was hoping to be a little more on point on the, th on the thing. Wait, on the thing. Oh, that on the thing, thing that, that I am trying. Disciplined on. Yeah. I'm um, still working through growing in my relationship with Christ that leads me to personal growth. So I'll tell you one thing, uh, DJ is doing a really good job this Lent in humility. Look, one uh, of our loyal must listeners. be nice to be Venetia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause she's, she's healing and she's praying the rosary on the way to work, listening to daily mass on EWTN. Nice. Um, so DJ has got a little jealousy this Lent, but, a little bit. but he's being very humble about it. So he's doing a good job. Angela, who is, yes, one of our most loyal uh, listener viewers and commenters, uh, says, I have a, well, you could read it there, but I have felt a deeper happiness and patience. I owe it to my consistency and my intention to go to the sacrament of reconciliation more. If you all remember my New Year's goals from the talk back in January, uh, wow, we have we have actually been doing this for quite some time, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and turn everything else as had a rippling effect in my life aside from allergies and getting sick frequently. Oh, speaking of allergies, <laughs> can you hear that? Hold on. How's that sound? It's Looks good, nice. right? It's good. I've been, so, I've been sneezing like every two seconds down here. Yeah. Well, I, you remember when I, like every uh, show I would come in here and Angela, since she's seen like every one of these probably knows what I'm talking about. Um, every show I'd come in here and be like, <clears throat> like I'd be coughing, like, I was all messed up all the time. Like allergies were horrible. So I find I went to the doctor and I got prescribed uh, singular instead of like taking Allegra and, or Claritin or whatever. And, um, and Flonase. And I didn't know this, like I had Flonase before, but I was always so afraid of, cause people would say like, Oh, you get addicted and it'll mess you up long-term. You won't be able to breathe without it. And I was like, man, like, so I, 
I took it a couple of times. Like I would take it, but I wait a couple of days and take it again. And I just kind of like was, you know, like, ah, I don't really want to, you know, mess with it. And so then I went to the doctor and they're like, no, that's not Flonase. That's Afrin. And so, oh, is that you, dad? Oh, hold on one second. I think we have a guest. We have a guest. Hey. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so while we wait for our guest to make her way f- from the door over here, um, there she is. She's here. <laughs> oh, hold on. One second. Oh, there we go. Uh, how do I make it just us? Oh, okay. There you go. Well, well there you go, Dan. Say hello. Hey. Um, hello. Here, you want to take that? Okay. And you're left. Why are you out of breath? You ran up the stairs? I did. Okay, so. <laughs> um, Where do I look? You look at the can wherever you want. Like four different. You, it's, no, there's not things. four different. Yes, there are. They're all the same. They're, They're all the same image. They're all the same I know, thing. but where do I look? <laughs> it's not weird. Well, you can look at the camera. Oh, there you go. Okay. Wow, look at those eyes. <laughs> Thanks. They're like amazing. Yeah, you, you go ahead and sit really there. Small stool. And I'll just do this. So. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, okay. So, so then they were like, yeah, Flonase, uh, no, yeah. So Flonase only works if you take it every day for at least six days and then you have to be consistent. And so if you ever top, stop taking it, you know, well then you have to do another six days before it starts to kind of, um, take its effect. And so they're like, for one thing, you have to be really consistent with it. And then I don't know if singular is working or not, but See, <laughs> amazing, right? Like, there's. I'm not. I my allergies have been amazing. It's it's so. I don't know. I brought that up because Angela said that. Um, Zach Afrin, <laughs> you you dumb, BJ. Um, he's, he just spewed sickness all over me. Uh, so and he says hi to you. That's your lady. Hey, DJ. And then Angela and says Angela. hi to you as well. Hey. Um, so, uh. Not Zach Efron. Definitely not spraying any Zach Efron in my nose. But um, and hi Venetia, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that has been amazing for me. I don't know if that there's no theological help in there, but anybody who's deals with a lot of allergies like me, mm-hmm. um, I take that stuff every day, like religiously, and it's amazing. It's work. Good job. So, so our question is: uh, We want to know how your Lent is going, Diane? Um, not as well as I had hoped. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I rated myself high and her DJ are like humble. And you also rated yourself high. She said four out of five for her. I know, four I heard. Of, oh, okay. I've been listening since, since the beginning. Oh, <laughs> um, so my, my biggest things that I wanted to focus on this, this Lent were um, actually me and Marcus did the no TV. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I hope I smell good. <laughs> allergies are good right now. I think um, at, at the end allergies. of um, 52 episodes, we should do like a compilation of the best moments on the podcast, and that should definitely be in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, not, so not watching like Netflix or movies or anything like that during the week. Um, Saturday being the exception. So, um, but yeah, that's been hard because we have to do that because otherwise, you know what I mean? Like, like if she was watching movies during the week and I wasn't, oh yeah, like we really, 
you know what I mean? Kind of hard. Sometimes, <laughs> a lot of times, our, our Lenin sacrifices have to be like so the same sort of, or <laughs> we have to be on it together. Yeah, except we did we did think of that one separately, and then when we were sharing, he said that one, and I was like, hey, me too. That's what I was thinking of. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then um, daily rosaries. So I, I mean, to be honest, that's always been a struggle for me. Um, a lot of times I wait till till nighttime, till I'm in bed, and I get through like one decade and I'm already asleep. Um, so just, you know, I always leave that to the end and, and I really wanted to change that. Um, but here's the great news. We have kids and they really help with accountability. Um, so I had this brilliant idea of instead of just um, like, you know, leaving it up to um, terrible me, I would I would incorporate it in our homeschool day. So it's now part of our schedule. That's um, genius. <laughs> I, I almost feel like it's cheating, but really it's not because, uh, you know, it's helping it's helping me as much as it's helping the kids. And um, yeah, I think you get twice I, the points for that. That's good. <laughs> I get like two stars. And actually, no, Diane gets like five stars and she gets one star for each kid. <laughs> but minus one star for every year that I haven't been doing that. So <laughs> I think I'm still like in the negative. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but so it, the, the crazy thing is, you know, for a really long time, I made the excuse that, that no, like the kids are still, they're still too young to like do a whole rosary. And we, I mean, we would pray daily with them. Like that's always been, you know, a uh, family routine as, you know, to pray daily before meals. Oh, hi, Aaron Butcher. Hey. Aaron! Oh my gosh. Congratulations on Quinn. Um, she just had a baby Whoa. recently. Aww. Baby girl. Number three. Um, so yeah, so for a long time, you know, just using the excuse that the kids are too young, like they won't be able to sit through it. Like, you know, um, that sort of thing. Excuses. And, um, and even though we made prayer daily part, it was never more than like, you know, five, 10 minutes max. And so Len starts and we start doing the rosary. And um, at the beginning, like it was just teaching them the rosary. And actually several weeks ago, I posted a video of them after they had learned the rosary, each of them like explaining how to pray the rosary it was the coolest thing. And so now we pray the rosary every every morning. Wait, did you see that video, Alicia? I saw part of it. Yeah, you didn't see the one with John Paul? Um, <laughs> I saw, oh, I, saw um, I saw Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, John Paul's he's a well, they're both awesome, but his was funny because yeah. he's like a salesman with it. You gotta yeah. see <laughs> if anyone is struggling with praying the rosary, just watch John Paul's explanation. Okay, I have to go back and watch that now. He's like, You're gonna love it. I promise you, <laughs> you're gonna love it. And he, and he says, I'm like, you gotta do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so now we do it every every morning and and um and it's just it's just the neatest thing because they even are will like kind of compete, like they um we use the little the brochures um that have like the mysteries um and like i'll quiz them before we get started i'm like okay which mysteries are we praying today and they're like oh ooh, me me the luminous <laughs> mysteries <laughs> like they want to be the first one to answer it or or they'll like get the brochure first and they're like oh i call crucifixion and agony in the garden <laughs> she's very lively <laughs> sorry <laughs> she makes the show better than i do that's for sure um, so anyways, so that's, so that's really cool is, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it feels too close. Um, their enthusiasm for it really, really makes a difference. Um, but then just their, their accountability too, because, um, you know, it's part of the schedule. So I feel right. like I could obviously just not bring it up and, and just skip the rosary, but then that's on me. Like it's, you know, I'm, I've included it as part of our day. So by not, by not doing it, I'm, 
I'm now preventing the kids mm -hmm. <laughs> from not doing it. And that's, you know, that wouldn't be good. So, so that's been good. But then like the, the TV thing, like we've stuck to that. Um, we haven't, you know, we haven't cheated on that, but, um, there have been a couple of times that like all four kids are napping or, um, or whatever, or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh, this is like really great downtime. I, I just, I could watch a movie, relax. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I haven't, which is good. Um, but during those times I think about, um, like what what should I use with my time instead? And that's that's the struggle is is really trying to find the time or not finding the time because obviously it's there, but using the time better for um, you know for prayer and meditation and and that's that's hard for me because I'm we're always so busy I'm with the here with you know the kids like I'm always being pulled in different directions. So the rare times that I have all four of them sleeping, um, I just want to use that time for you know I guess like self indulgences. Um, so that's my struggle is, is using that time to, to be still, to be quiet, to pray. Um, I have a hard time with that. So, yeah. um, I admit that I've um, cheated a couple times. I watched <gasps> like a few, <laughs> like something really interesting happened in the NBA and I was like, I gotta <laughs> watch it real quick. I, not a lot. Everyone it's a couple of times. And I also, didn't give up Spurs games, the important ones. So I don't watch every Spurs game, but if they will play like a good team or like it's a really important game, I, yeah, so, but I didn't give those ones up, but that's a little cheating. Okay. But the other parts I did cheat just a few times, but not like a lot. Well, you can always make it up. Like yeah. you um, cheated three times, do three extra. Extra what? I don't know. Think of something. Yeah. All right. A couple of times I watched some highlights like real quick or something. Me, but. For, however, for however long you watched each of those times, you can massage my back for that long. <laughs> nope. I feel like I watched a couple hours worth. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't. It was only like 10 seconds worth. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's worth a try. <laughs> anyways. Um, so I don't know what Oh else. my gosh, how we're probably almost what how much time do we have? I think we were like we just hit like an hour probably. So we okay. should um say while we're while all three of us are here, um any advice that we have for anybody who's not having a good lunch? Oh, DJ, we can give him advice. Actually, I do want to say something. Um <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm taking over the show. <laughs> um one thing that Wait a second. I don't think it's indulge with an e dj well it looks like he's trying to be funny indulge so. don't indulge just oh or is it <laughs> typo well first of all he's got pinocchio on there i think which is me <laughs> and then a cool guy which is also me and that looks a, like college marcus an angel which is probably dan oh that's sweet i see so. squares i can't see what they are oh the one's an angel the second one is college marcus it's he's got long hair and it's like this college <laughs> marcus <laughs> sometimes when uh when marcus is like i don't know acting crazy or i don't know like impatient road rage or stuff like that i have to tell him to channel college marcus because he was so laid back <laughs> nothing ever bothered him <laughs> so, <laughs> channel college marcus <laughs> That's before I had real shiz on the line, and I didn't want to mess it up. So before I was like, it's fine. I could be in 
tons of debt and make really bad choices and whatever. And now I'm like, we gotta hurry up. We got places to be, things to do, books to write, stuff like that. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, um, anyways, uh, wait, did you already give advice or not? No. Did you have advice you want to give? Wait, you just said I have something I want to say. Yeah, and then I but... got interrupted. Oh, oh, by the indulging, sorry. <laughs> So, and this is, I need to take my own advice too, but the times in our, in Lent that, that our struggle is a struggle, or <laughs> uh, that our sacrifice is a struggle, um, those are the times when, when it's important to, um, to turn to God, you know, to, to use that struggle as, um, as a way to grow cro- closer to God, to grow stronger in our faith. So like, for example, me, when I was, when I was thinking like, oh, I really want to sit down and just watch a movie, um, Instead of instead of um, you know using that time to pray and ask God to you know to um, to help me through my struggle, um, instead I just got busy you know probably started cleaning or something like that. Um, so sure, like I avoided the temptation to you know to give in, um, but I didn't really you know use it to the to the, as as good as I could. So just using using the struggle to grow closer in your faith. Talking about growing closer. Watch this. um yeah so i i would say my advice for anybody um during lent is again one thing it's it's never too late to to actually you know do something um especially if you either haven't been doing anything or just haven't been very good at it um you can always kind of change things up to to help yourself a little bit you know like like if yours is to do cold showers or whatever, right? Um, start off with it, Diana's wise. Yes. But not Pennywise. <laughs> Nobody knows what that is. That's the clown from It. Killer oh, yeah, clown. Was... I know what that is. Oh. Not me. Well, so is Alicia. Oh, you're also Pennywise. Or not wise. You are so wise. But what yes. about Marcus? So, um, well, we'll see what happens when I, with what I say right now. Um, so... You know, if your if your sacrifice is to take cold showers and you haven't been able to do it, um, start off with a less than hot ideal shower, right? Like move it a little bit at a time and get yourself a little bit closer there. Start kind of like, you know, making it a little bit cooler as you go and see if you can kind of get yourself used to that. Um, I would say that that's something that like you can you can strive for is where can you start and then extend yourself little by little. Um, cause the, cause the exercise is not simply just to, it's not just to, you know, feel terrible and, and just kind of have this like radical pain and torture throughout Lent. The exercise is supposed to help you to train yourself to learn how to say no to things, right? Good things. Um, but especially bad things, you know, things that are not good for you. The exercises of Lent is supposed to help you to um, develop your will to be able to say no to little things so that when the big things come along that tempt you, you know, to try and turn you away from from God, to try and turn you away from, you know, your spouse and your marriage or from being um, good to your kids and, and being there for them or whatever, whatever it is, you know, whatever the, the devil tries to, to do to divide you, to divide your heart or you from your your family or your God, uh, if you don't train yourself to be able to say no, uh, you know, to little things, then you'll never be able to say no to, to big things. 
So he who is faithful with little is faithful with much. Same concept. Mm -hmm. He who can say no to little things that maybe have no are, are of no consequence will then be able to say no when the things have major consequences. Um, so that's I gotta go. This is Anna Marie. Bye, Diane. She just ran away screaming. Um. Anyway, so that's that would be my advice is. You know, find find little ways to to be faithful in your Lenten sacrifice, and um, <laughs> that was okay. You're right. So, little ways to be faithful in your Lenten sacrifice and build up your your faithfulness, build up your uh, train your will so that you can, you know, get stronger. And the last thing I'll say about that is, uh, I think we had talked about this before that I've been really, really consistent in working out for the past. Yeah, I don't know, six months at least, you know, between five and six months. Um, I've been working out all the time. I've been really um, good about it. And, you know, the funny thing is that, like, there's been a lot of changes in my body. Like, I, I, I gained a lot of weight, for one thing, you know, which I gained a lot of muscle. And I've obviously made some changes. But the funny thing is that you would think after six months that those would be, like, super drastic changes. And And Diane, too, she's actually, for, like, maybe the past two months, um, been super, super consistent about working out really hard. And, you know, same thing for her too. She's like, well, I haven't been really losing weight and I haven't, you know, like, I don't feel like I look that much different. And, uh, and you look at some people who are just like huge and like insane shape. And one of the things that you don't realize is that it takes people years to get there years. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think exercising is a, is a great analogy for this. You go and you exercise once and you're getting called, okay. So yeah. you go into your exercise once and, and nothing changes, right? Um, you exercise for a week or two and you get a little bit better at it, but you still aren't like, you don't make drastic changes. You do a couple of months and you start to see changes for sure, but you got to go years, you know, worth of, of, of bodybuilding to really see drastic, drastic changes. And it's the same thing, um, you know, in uh, your faith life. So Lent is is the Kickstarter. It's supposed to help you to kind of just get, you know, to where you can be a little more consistent. And then throughout the rest of the year, you drive yourself. And then when the next Lent comes, you push yourself even farther. And so, yeah, that's my that's my advice there. So one of my favorite things you said was. Um, hey, DJ, what are you saying? I'm going to show what, my muscle. What did you kidding. say? <laughs> Sorry. Um, he who. um. Is faithful with little, is faithful with much. Little is faithful with much. Yeah. I think that kind of sums it up. Awesome. All right. Any last wise words? Or shall we... Stick with it, guys. We have... This? How many more days of Lent? Um, well, we have a week and a half, really. Right? So it's not this weekend. It's the next weekend. Do I have that right? I think it's 11 so, days. Is that 11 days? There you go. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Um. All right, yeah. keep with it, guys. 11 days. That's so. 5 plus 6. Cool. <laughs> Not sure why that that's, that is true. It's a fact, but <laughs> there's a couple of different combinations you could have reached for. Uh, 4 plus 4 plus 3. Yeah. 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1. I forgot. <laughs> 11 minus 11 minus however many ones you did plus 11. Yes. <laughs> Zero if it's even 11 days, I didn't even count. So anyways, um, cool. All right, Alicia, thank you for your time. Um, thank you, DJ 
Angela, Aaron, um, Venetia for your guys's uh, participation. You're awesome. You made this a really enjoyable show. And thank you, Diane, for your, your, guest appearance that was amazing so we appreciate you all right we'll see you guys next week bye